0: five years ago their album mirage seemed to spell the end of the group and the start of solo careers most notably for stevie nicks i I I did it because i needed another outlet i have way too much material to be in a band with five people three of which ride and uh and every couple of years be able to give two or three songs it's not enough for me But now Fleetwood Mac is back in grand style with her new album, Tango in the Night, Climbing the Charts. I know in my heart that there's never going to be another situation like Fleetwood Mac. Hey,
1: you're listening to Day by Day Fleetwood Mac. Day 14 about their 14th studio album Tango in the Night came out in April of 1987 produced by Lindsey Buckingham and Richard Dashett again. A lot of what ends up on this album started as a Lindsey Buckingham solo album while Lindsey's contributions. There's several hit singles here and a couple singles that flopped. Stevie Nicks contributions to this album are minimal. She's got a booming solo career by this time she's got what three hit solo albums she was all over mtv with stand back and talk to me and she was an mtv star in her own right you know so stevie's solo career was booming between mirage and tango in the night and so that's obviously the reason why She hardly even seems to have given a shit about this album. And also, I mean, I think the story is she was so deep into drugs, into cocaine, and a mess, also. Yeah, this album is um it's produced by Lindsay and it's Fleetwood Mac's real 80s album. Mirage doesn't feel that 80s. This is their 80s piece of work. And you know, Lindsay has had another solo album before this as well of a pretty weird album that I like called Go Insane. That wasn't a huge success for him. Christine had a solo album as well. Yeah, this is like a last gasp of this lineup, and it was a big hit. This was a much bigger hit album than Tusk or Mirage. I think it sold, has sold like 7 million copies in the U.S., so... Uh, the cover art is a painting by, by an Australian artist named Brett Livingstone Strong that I guess Lindsay had hanging in his home, and then comes the album cover here. Maybe that was going to be the album cover of his solo album. The title track, Tango in the Night, was, you know, Lindsay's solo song before he ended up giving it to the band. I don't know if that would have been a, the name of, a, of the Lindsay solo album. I think a lot of. This is a real studio creation. You know, it doesn't much feel like a band. Um, Stevie Nicks was, I guess, only there for two weeks. She was in the middle of promoting her third solo record, Rock a Little. Actually, a couple songs she submitted for the album were rejected by the band. But, you know, she was probably saving her best stuff at that point for her solo career. Interestingly, I think the real reason this album even exists is because of the work Lindsey Buckingham put into it. And then he's gonna be the one to quit the band afterwards. And I don't know if all of that contributes, you know. I don't know if Lindsay had resentment over Stevie's solo success. I don't know if Lindsay had resentment that he was doing all the work, probably. I don't know if, you know, Lindsay just wanted to do his own thing. You know, it takes him five more years after this, I think, to even put out another solo album. And then, you know, that's the only solo album he even releases in the nineties. He doesn't really, you know, jumpstart his solo career until years later. Lindsay becomes kind of a recluse, I think, for a period of time. And Yeah, but this is the second best-selling Fleetwood Mac album after Rumors, just based on they had some big hit songs on here and got a lot of MTV play as well. The album only peaked at number seven on the Billboard charts. So let's get into it. Pinguin in the Night opens with a song from Lindsey Buckingham called Big Love. All right, so this is a brilliant song. Now, this is an example where we get both. We get the amazing studio creation that Lindsey Buckingham built in the studio, but we also know the amazing solo acoustic version of this song that Lindsey can do. It's hard to say which version is better. They're very different, but it's interesting to note that as much as Lindsey built something like this in the studio he can also perform it just him and an acoustic guitar and just blow your mind. Which shows what an amazing artist he is just with a guitar by himself and also in the studio. So this song is a perfect example of the multifaceted genius that is Lindsey Buckingham I don't know about the lyrics but in terms of the arrangement and the production and the melody Um, this is an amazing piece of work and it was all over mtv and it's inventive and creative and cool and a killer hit single from lindsey buckingham big love second song on the album, Seven Wonders. So this song was written by Sandy Stewart. And Stevie Nicks contributed like one lyric. One lyrical change. Which I think she just accidentally misheard a word, a name in the demo. But then she gets a a credit, a, a songwriting credit. Even though she had nothing to do with writing the song, basically. And... It's a decent song if they were going for a hit single in the 80s interesting percussion which is very prominent in the mix it's a decent song i like it well enough and it was a top 20 hit Third song on the album, sung from Christine McVie called Everywhere. You know, it's interesting to hear these artists trying to create pop music for the 80s, for even the late 80s, mid to late 80s. This is a really good song from Christine with cool minimalist production, very subtle guitar work from Lindsay that I guess was built with effects on acoustic guitars, mixed with electric guitars. So Lindsay being very creative and meticulous in the studio to do something that's very subtle, but a lot of work went into it. And a very nice chorus. So this is a laid back and simple song, but very nice pop single that was also a top 20 hit. ¶¶ fourth song on the album a song by lindsey buckingham called caroline a weird dark song kind of droning i don't like the chorus at all so this is one of my least favorite songs lindsey buckingham ever did with Fleetwood mac fifth song on the album the title track tango in the night so after his second solo album go insane Lindsay started working on what would have been his third solo album and this was one of the songs that he was working on for that album it's atmospheric kind of dark it's a cool song but i can't say i love it it's very weird very Lindsay. but it's a Lindsay solo song not a Fleetwood Mac song, if that makes sense. It's. yeah. Then Last song on side one, a song by Christine Ann Lindsay called Mystified. This is really a boring, sappy ballad. It's not bad, but I don't want to listen to it. And actually, the chorus sucks. Flipping the record over, side two begins with a Christine McVee pop single, brilliant pop single, written her with her husband at the time, Eddie Quintella, or Quintela Quintela, called Little Lies. Yeah, brilliant pop song, Killer Production. Lindsay Buckingham's vocal contributions are very cool. The chorus is killer. Christine really delivered for this album with everywhere and this song. She was vital to this album working at all. And this was a top 10 hit, went to number four. Second song on side two, a song from Lindsey Buckingham called Family Man an interesting song i do like it but it's pretty strange it doesn't really have a great chorus um i'm a huge Lindsay buckingham fan obviously but this is not a favorite actually interestingly enough i prefer the song that ended up on the b side of this single a non-album track called down endless street which is much more of a just a pop song uh-huh. Third song on side two, (laughs) Stevie Nicks recycling what, in my opinion, was her worst song from Tusk, Sarah. I guess Stevie had three other songs that she submitted demos for, for the album Ooh My Love, Juliet, and Joan of Arc that were rejected. So, if I'm going to criticize Stevie for her contributions or lack thereof to this album, I guess I have to take into account that she submitted three songs that were rejected, but I you know her first contribution Seven Wonders, she didn't write and this song was already untouched, so what the fuck fourth song on side to another song christine wrote with her husband and also lindsey pretty good 80s sounding song called isn't it midnight nice driving beat but i mean considering the last song is a rehash of a previous song it's hard to call this filler but you know Fifth song on Side 2 is Stevie Nicks' only real contribution to the album since she didn't write Seven Wonders and Sarah was an old song. This is a song called When I See You Again. It's an effective ballad. I like it, but it also seems like she could have written this in five minutes. There's not much to it. It did not need to be four minutes long. Very nice vocal contributions from Lindsay and a nice acoustic guitar solo. I guess I'm kind of a sucker for this, but at the same time, it doesn't seem like Stevie put in a whole lot of effort here.
0: So she walks slowly down the hall, there are many doors in the hallway, and she
1: Last song on the album, written by Lindsay and Christine. An aggressively upbeat pop song uh, called You and I Part 2. This is this is fine. I don't love it. It doesn't feel like a Lindsay song. I mean, he co-wrote it with Christine. I guess if I'm being honest, I don't think I like it. Not as a Lindsay Buckingham song, at least. It's too basic and obvious. But it's, it's not terrible. But yeah, looking at this album... Stevie's not involved, really, at all. Lindsey basically just gave them stuff that he was going to put on a solo album. So the real, the MVP for sure of this album is Christine. With Everywhere and Little Lies, she really delivered a couple of hit singles that they really needed. Obviously Lindsey's genius with Big Love. But after that, I'm not a huge fan of the rest of Lindsay's songwriting contributions here. But you know, immediately following the release of the album, I mean they weren't even they didn't even tour with Lindsay for this album. He quit the band. But they sold a lot of copies of this and it was a big success at the same time. Which is very interesting. It just goes to show they're still riding on the name Fleetwood Mac and here they are ten years later they're still capitalizing on the success of rumors, really. Good material, big love, little lies, legitimate hit songs, but this is not an album. <laughs> so, what's going to happen next? Lindsey Buckingham's out of the band. What are they going to do next? How are they going to replace Lindsey? We will find out tomorrow when we talk about, oh boy, Behind the Mask.
0: Oh, but tomorrow.